The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Education in Java on The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 with the program called Education in Daba with myself, Ridwan Ahmed, and Yasira Adonis. Well, our next segment says that the basic uh, education or the Minister for Basic Education urged parents to participate fully in the nomination and election of members to ensure that the school serves the best interest of our children. We have many examples of outstanding school governing bodies that have contributed significantly to improving the quality of education at the schools through their good governance. Now we are joined online by Mr. Tony Marshall who is the Deputy Provincial Manager at the Federation of Associations of Governing Bodies of South African Schools and that is also FEDSAS. Uh, uh, Tony, very good evening to you and welcome to Education in Daba. Thank you very much, Ridwan and Yasira. And may I say it's like coming home. It's okay. wonderful to be with you. Thank you very much for the honor of addressing you and your listeners at this time, which is an absolutely vital time in the development of our democracy in our country. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much for that. And well, let's get right into it. Maybe just share, you know, start by telling or sharing with our listeners what the, about the election process uh, for school governing bodies. Thanks very much, Ridwan. Let's just be clear. We've got 27,000 schools in, in the country, which means that if you extrapolate from that, that let's say there are 11 members of the governing body in each school, we're talking about 300,000 people who at the third level, and unfortunately unpaid, the third level of democracy in our country, in our schools, that those people are dealing with billions, but billions, in terms of school fees, and that has to be properly managed. Now, we've known, I mean, we just have to look in the newspapers that there's this and that and the other that's going wrong in our schools. And this is where our original South African constitution has said, number one, the parents are always in the majority on a governing body. Not the principal, not the staff of whether they are academic staff or any other staff, whether they are learners in the high school, always the parents are in the majority on the governing body. And how are they elected? And that's the important thing. We've just had on the 12th, which was Friday, um, the publication of the regulations. And those regulations stipulate that, firstly, there's got to be a nomination and there's got to be a deadline for the nominations. Now, those uh, elections, Ridwan, can take place either, if you like, in person on a full day in order to meet the requirements of the uh, standard operating procedure for COVID. Or alternatively, a school can opt for an election that is an e-election, in other words, an online election with a particular app. So those are the basics that we need to consider and the enormous responsibility of parents to get involved and to vote if they don't want to stand themselves. 
Mm-hmm. Tony, we understand that FITSAS will be having an online uh, event on uh, Monday the 15th of March for SGB induction. Um, just share with our listeners a, bo- more, a bit more about that. Well, absolutely, Riron. Thanks very much. It's a wonderful plug. Now, what we find is critical is the handover. In other words, we've got to bear in mind that the governing body, by law, African Schools Act, by law, has the right to decide on language policy, on, for instance, the comprehensive sex education, for instance, on the appointment of staff. All of these things are vastly important because every community wants the best for its children. Why? Because the best for its children means the best for our school, the best for our country. Now, in in no uncertain terms, everybody's got to understand that you've got to have the best people to take leadership in the governing body. The governing body, as I said, decides on on, on policy and the principal in collaboration with WCED looks at those policies and then decides what's the way forward and that is the way forward the principal and the staff are accountable to the governing body because the governing body is the community mm-hmm. uh, Yasira any quick question or comment from your side Shukran Ridwan hi Tony always lovely having you on air so you've given us a bit of a background around, you know, how the process works, etc., and so on. But who's involved in these elections? In, in the a SGB, nutshell, yeah, SGB election. The, 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 yeah, uh, Yasira, it's lovely to speak to you. <laughs> it's always lovely to speak to you. It's always lovely to speak to read one as well, but less lovely. Um, <laughs> most, imp- <laughs> most importantly is. The district director chooses what is known as a school electoral officer. The school electoral officer, in other words, has got no direct interest in the school and so has to ensure two things, free and fair election. So what does that person do? That person then decides in collaboration with the principal, first of all, is it going to be uh, 7 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night at least uh, an in-person uh, voting, or is it going to be an E? Again, with the same time, 7 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night, E voting with an app, with an electronic app, which is on, on, your, on your smartphone. Now, the most important thing is to say, first of all, we've got to get out an invitation for people to nominate. Now, there's a specific form for this, And schools have been told, according to the 12th of of, um, March nomination forms, have to be sent out to every child, to every family. It's not a question of having to go and fetch it and all of that. The nomination form, you can't nominate yourself, obviously, but you get someone to nominate you and you get someone to second you. And then you make sure that you send in a CV of sorts that once again the school is under obligation to send out to people. Now, that SEO, that school election um, uh, officer, is meant to make sure that there's a deadline for the submission of those nominations. Having received that, people then are informed who the nominees are, 
those that have been accepted. And there are a whole string of things, Yasira, that mm-hmm. can unfortunately exclude someone. Yeah. Let's say, for instance, they've been to prison in the past and, and, and three years haven't elapsed since they've come out. Or let's assume that they've done something stupid like, um, oh, they fiddled with children or something like that. I'm, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about upright people who care about, first of all, their, their children and the other children at the school. They care about the, the, the school and they care about the future of South Africa. So those then are the nominees. Those nominees then are nominated. And in the case of high schools, it has to be at least seven parents. Seven parents. In the primary school... It's a maximum of five parents. Why? Because always the parents, as I mentioned earlier, have to be more than the principal that is automatically there, the two staff members that are elected from the staff. I'm talking about the academic staff. And one staff member from the support staff, which means basically the the, the secretaries and the the groundsmen and the... uh, 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 foremen and the security people if they're employed by the governing mm. body and so on and so on. Tony, sorry, is there, is there for example, if we are called to such a meeting whether it's via E, as you said via application or if it's a physical meeting, is there a requirement you know, for a certain number of parents to be present uh, at this particular election process of a school governing body? Smart question, sir. Smart question. You know what is sad? that in the Western Cape, we have limited to 10% of all parents. So let's assume a school has, let's say, a thousand learners. That means that you have a voter's role of two parents per learner. Oh, I'm, I'm excluding the possibility that could be families, okay? Which would mean then that there would be 2,000 people who, could, who are eligible to vote. of that, Ridwan, only 10%, which is an incredible, incredible indictment on people who say they care for their children and people who say they they care for for their schools. That's, you know, how can we have only 200 people as a quorum? But it gets worse, Ridwan. It gets worse. If the first um, advertised um, occasion doesn't receive a quorum, then the second one, which is held within seven days, between seven and 11 days, can not have a quorum at all. So in other words, with great respect, we all know about capturing of various institutions. Schools can be captured. Schools can be captured. I've unfortunately been involved in a school where they had um, a husband and wife, another husband and wife, and another husband and wife, and then <laughs> one other person. And they formed the governing body. Mm. Can't be right. That cannot be right in the interests, the best interests of the school, because they decide on the procurement policy, on to whom do the various uh, maintenance uh, um, not only projects, but also the maintenance contracts go. 
It's a huge thing. And our parents need to know that. Mm-hmm. Tony, sorry, before I give to you, Asira, there's a message here from 5687. Uh, those are the last four digits of your cell phone number. It says, hi there. Please ensure those governing body members are genuine, that they will be fair, just, and passionate, and don't be the cause of low morale at schools between employees. Well, once again, a huge shukran and thank you to our listeners for their participation to the program called Education in Daba here on the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape. Well, we've got about, uh, I think, three minutes left. Asira, any quick uh, last question or comment from your side? So, Mr. Marshall, once all this has now taken place, let's say for argument's sake, you know, at the first meeting there was a quorum, what happens next? Well, the next thing is, let me first say, uh, um, Yasira, read one, and thank you for calling me Mr. Marshall. (laughs) I lost that title when I was a principal, (laughs) after becoming a principal. I'm Tony. So um, the most important thing to bear in mind is what your your, um, caller said. And that is, you've got to get people who are passionate about the school, who are passionate about the right things. And then, with great respect, allow me a plug, please, read one. They must get training, either from the WCED, but more preferably, because with great respect, FETSA's training is much better. So, um, Yasiro, to answer your question, very simple. The first thing that happens is that the principal convenes the newly elected governing body and says, please nominate in secret ballot who our chairperson has to be, in secret ballot. The, the election then takes place, and as soon as the chairperson has been elected, that chairperson then conducts the rest of the election. And again, by secret ballot, so that everybody knows um, that it's free and fair. So you then have a, at least a, a, a treasurer and a secretary. Treasurer is vital, because remember, the, the budget of the school is in fact, the vision for the school in financial terms and the decisions that are, uh, the, uh, around the budget are vital the decisions about employment of people vital so and then you um, have your decisions about which committees you need and those are critical you need to have in this day and age you need a safety and security uh, committee. You need, as I said, a finance committee. You need a maintenance committee. You need a curriculum committee because, after all, the central idea of the school is to prepare our children for a dignified job. A dignified job. My word. Um, Yasiro, thank you so much. Ridwan, thank you so much. Tony, just before, before you go, there's, there's a message <laughs> here from... Uh, yeah, there's one from 0359. It says, Assalamu alaikum. Good evening. Governing bodies should make a way with family members at the same school. That gives people power over others not fair. Well, once again, a huge shukran and thank you to our listeners for their participation. I think, Tony, that um, if I'm allowed to call you Tony, as you said, not Mr. Marshall, that lets us on to our earlier comment uh, on that particular issue. Uh, would you agree? Absolutely, Ridwan. Um, the most important thing to bear in mind is that there should not be any tension between the staff, the learners, if it's a high school, and the parents. Because everybody must clarify in strategic planning what the vision is for the school. Ridwan, may I, may I once again offer to all your listeners the opportunity to give me a call, no strings attached, 
I, I have had such lovely conversations with some of your listeners. So may I give my number? Out I was just going to ask now, Tony, can you give maybe a contact number where people I'm can contact you or fit us? More than delighted. It's 081-015-7073. That number again? 081-015-7073. Okay, well, Tony, Rick, one, yes? May I, may I, in conclusion, make two points? First of all, I'd like to congratulate all the families whose youngsters did well last year because it was, you'll forgive me, forgive me my, my French if I say it was a hell of a year. It was a hell of a year and that families did well academically under these circumstances is something special. And secondly, let me also express my condolences to people who have lost, lost colleagues, family members, brothers and sisters, parents, children. Um, that, uh, from my side, deep, deep sympathy. Um, even in the Western Cape now, we've lost uh, Sanet Noahs, who was the chairperson, at least the district director of Central District. And, of course, there are so many others. Ridwan, thank you so much. Deeper sympathy to those, but on the other hand, let's never forget that there is always hope and there's always resilience. Mr. And blessings on all of you. Blessings. Mr. Marshall, thanks very much for your time and for sharing that very, very valuable information with our listeners. And on that note, we wish you a pleasant evening further and we say to you a very good evening, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.